One of the saddest things in any church is to have people that come in and cause division in the church. And they actually raise disciples after themselves. And instead of building up the body of Christ and building up the church of Christ, what do they do? They split it, they divide it, and they destroy it. And Paul says, that should never happen. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's message continues our study of the spiritual wisdom found in 1 Corinthians. As Raul outlines the exponential damage caused by unresolved conflict among believers, he'll urge you to avoid contributing to any sort of discord within the church, which is so prevalent today. We'll pick up today's study in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Let's join Raul Reese for part two of the message, The Believer's Calling. It's very important that we understand that God's faithfulness is to keep me. Keep me what? To keep me in fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, I become one with Him. I not only have oneness with Jesus Christ, but I become a partner with Him. And not only in His sufferings, but in the things to come. He deals now with some of the issues that are in the city of Corinth. Now, remember the city of Corinth, there are those that are believers, Jew and Gentile. And there were many problems in the church of Corinth. One of the first problems that Paul is going to point out tonight, one of the first issues that he's pointing out, is going to deal with this unity in the church or division in the church. Look what he says. And now, I beg you, my brethren... By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same things. Speak the same things. What does he mean? Be in agreement. Don't be divided. Don't be divided. One of the saddest things in any church is to have people that come in and cause division in the church. Over different issues. Stupid issues. And they actually raise disciples after themselves. And instead of building up the body of Christ and building up the church of Christ, what do they do? They split it, they divide it, and they destroy it. And Paul says, that should never happen. Because we're believers, every one of us here. He says that there be no schisms, literally. No schisms or, notice here, no divisions among you. But that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Hey, you can believe in, uh, maybe you're not a pre-rapture. You can be a mid-rapture or, you know, post-rapture person. Which means you don't believe that Jesus Christ will come the first seven years. But He'll come in the middle or He'll come at the end. Now, we can actually disagree agreeably. But we don't go around trying to proclaim our doctrine to convince people and to turn them to ourselves so that you're wrong and I'm right. You see, that causes division. If I believe something, I don't want to make it a proclamation to everybody else. 
like that. Why? Because those are issues that have been divided for so many years. You see, even in seminaries. But what we need to do is we need to agree together that Jesus died and rose again from the dead and that the greatest fruit of the Holy Spirit is the love of God. And we are brothers and sisters in the Lord. We should not be divided because you don't believe in the rapture church, but I do. And and I'm not going to talk to you and I'm breaking fellowship with you. That is stupid over that issue. The only time that I should be worried about breaking fellowship is when there's what? When there's heresy and deception and sin. And that's why Paul says be careful. Because how many churches have been divided and the devil has got in there and worked on people and told destroy thy church over some stupid issue. May God help us to be united, not separated. Joined together. Notice what he said. Joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And then verse 11 he says, For it has been declared to me concerning you, I heard my brethren, that by those of close house, notice, she was a woman living in Corinth. And whenever, I hate to say this, but whenever there's a woman teaching men, there's problems. Okay? When close house hold that there are contentions among you. Well, what are those contentions? Watch what he says. Now I say this, that each one of you says, well, I am of Paul. And what does that do? It puts men on a pedestal. And what is Paul saying? Hey, look, you guys, what are you comparing men and you're putting them on pedestals and you're saying, well, I'm of this person and I'm of that person. Hey, this is where the denomination has started. It's dumb. We're all in the body of Jesus Christ, Baptist, Presbyterian, whatever. We are all one in Jesus Christ. If we believe in Jesus Christ and His blood and His resurrection and His death, hey, we're all one in Christ. But check this out. This is so cool. Because when he says, well, I am of Paul. Paul was the letter carrier and writer. So there's Paul's group over here. And then it said, well, I'm of Apollos, the intellectuals. We really believe in knowledge. And then I am of Cephas, a poor little fisherman. Those that are not really educated. They're in that group. And then he says, well, I am of Christ. And here you have four camps. Who's right? Watch this, verse 13. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? (laughs) Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Oh, I love Paul, the way he brings it out. Hey, did I die for your sins? And did I ever baptize anybody in my name? No. It's always in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ is the one in the center of the camp. You see? May God help us to be free. In the Lord. To have fellowship with anyone that is a child of God. No matter what church they may be for. That God would touch our hearts. And that God would use us to bring glory and honor to His name. So that we don't become dividers of the body of Christ. And we're boasting that we are of this person or that person. Or this church or this denomination. Who cares? It all stinks. I like being just a Christian. A child of God. I belong to Jesus Christ. You see, and this is what Paul is coming about here. And then Paul says, look at his reaction now. I thank God that I baptized none of you except Christmas and Gaius. I only baptized two people. 
Lest anyone should say that I baptize in my own name. Hey, I'm not trying to build up my own name here. You see? Paul was for Christ. He wasn't for himself. He wasn't building his kingdom. He was building the kingdom of God. We should always remember that. Building the kingdom of God. Campbell G. Morgan, one of the great expositors of the 1800s in England said, The more a man becomes spiritual, the less denominational he becomes. I like that. The more a person becomes spiritual, the less he becomes denominationalist. I like that. Hey, I am of Christ. I belong to Jesus Christ. He's the one that saved me. He's the one that baptized me. He's the one that is leading my life. And He's the one that is doing everything for me. And then Paul says, yes. I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I don't know whether I baptized anymore. I don't remember. I don't keep count. You talk to people, yeah, man, I baptized 500 people. That's, baptism is nothing. Baptism is what? It's only a symbol. A symbol of death. You see? But yet the church of Christ will tell you that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior tonight, let's say you're in a church of Christ tonight and you get saved tonight, immediately, hey, you're not going home. We're going to take you in the back and we're going to baptize you before you leave because otherwise you're not saved. Oh, be careful of that. Baptism doesn't save anybody. Baptism is only a symbol of death. Going into the grave. When you go into the water, they're putting you into the grave. They're burying you. And when you're coming out of the water, out of the grave, you come up with newness of life as the Holy Spirit empowers you. It's a symbol. Hey, I have died to myself, but I live for Christ now. It's only a symbol. You see? And Paul here, because there were those that were saying, well, you know, baptism saves you. No, no, baptism doesn't save you. And then Paul says this in 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize. Notice he doesn't put the importance on baptism. He didn't send me to baptize, but to do what? But to preach the gospel. I like that. That's the theme. That's the message. To preach the good news. Not with wisdom and words. Lest the cross of Christ should be of no effect. God didn't send me so that I can go to school. And it's good to go to school and get a degree. There's no problem with it. I've done that. But it's so cool that the knowledge and the wisdom of the world can actually hinder the work of God. If you try to do it the worldly way. you got to do it God's way. And that is being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And studying His Word and asking God to use your life. Because in that city, there were those that were very intellectuals. And there were a lot of college people. And they were actually saying, no, no. You got to have a lot of worldly knowledge. That's the best way. The gospel has no power. But knowledge has power. No, Paul says, the gospel we preach is the power of God. That's the most important thing. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit us on our social media platforms or call us at 800-634-9165. You can also find us at somebodylovesyou.com. And be sure to download our free app for convenient access to a variety of faith-building resources. Now here's Raul Reese once again with more of today's teaching, The Believer's Calling. Watch this. This is so cool. 
For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom and words, lest the cross of Christ would become of no effect. You see, if I got up and began to proclaim great intellectual things to you, then what benefit would you have? The gospel would become of no effect if I would never use the gospel. You see? A great speech. Well, what was in the speech? Well, great wisdom of this world. So what? It didn't convert anybody. It didn't bring conviction to anybody. But the gospel of Jesus Christ does bring conviction, you see, into the heart of men. And that's how people get saved. They don't get saved to the knowledge and the wisdom of this world. Usually when you go to college and you want to, especially there are some Christian colleges that when you go to get your master's degree or you go get a doctorate and like they did in the 50s, what happened? We sent our Baptist preachers to Germany and they went to actually learn intellectuality that they become intellectuals. And when we send them with God and the Spirit of God, they came back without the Spirit of God and without God. And that's how we got near Orthodox in the church. That the scriptures were not inspired by God. You can't really believe and trust the Bible. Be careful. The Word of God is more powerful than anything else in this world. And if you went to a Bible college and you got a BA in Bible and the knowledge of God and you're not a doctor in science or whatever else, hey, you know what? It's okay. You have gotten what? A degree in the knowledge of God, which is the most important thing. See, Paul's saying, hey, the knowledge of God is the greatest. To know God and the power of His resurrection is the greatest thing. And check this out, verse 18. For the message of the cross is what? Stupidity to those who are perishing. Underline that. The next time you witness to someone and reject you, hey, they are foolish. They don't believe it. Notice the centrality here of Jesus Christ. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing But to us, what? But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Did you notice there what he said? Those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Notice the difference between the world and the spiritual realm. As a child of God. To us, it is the power of God to be saved. To have the cross of Jesus Christ The message of the cross is a central theme of the gospel. The central theme. And then in verse 19, look what he says. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Isaiah 19, 12, 29, 14, 33, 18. He's quoting from from the Old Testament. And he's quoting the scriptures, not only to put down the philosophers, the Greek philosophers of that time. Because they were teaching concerning this relationship, concerning Socrates and Plato and all these things. And they were actually discouraging people to come to Christ. And they were teaching more mythology or myths or stories than the reality of the Word of God. You see, they were discrediting the Word of God. And yet the cross of Jesus Christ is the power of God. That's the power of God. He says, notice rhetorical questions. Where is the wise? Where is the smart person? Where is the scribe, the teacher? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Notice what God says. For since in the wisdom of God, God through the foolishness, notice... 
through the foolishness of preaching the message of salvation to save those who believe. Now here, God gave the message of preaching for people to be saved. And how many people do you know that reject the message and they think it's stupid? You see? So who's wise? Those who receive the gospel. And who's stupid? Those who reject it. The message of the gospel is the most important message in the whole world. Why? Because here he'll tell you why. Verse 21 again. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. Notice through evolution, through all these things, the sciences. People are always trying to discredit God. And it pleased God that through the foolishness of the message, preach to save those who believe. For the Jew are always requesting a sign. And the Greeks are always seeking after knowledge. Notice that. Wisdom. You see? Not the scriptures. But we preach Christ crucified. To the Jew, a stumbling block. And to the Greek, it is foolishness. Notice what he says. Concerning the philosophies of this world. And the things of this world. But to those who are called. Both Jew and Greek. Which are what? Believers. Christ is the power of God. And the wisdom of God. Notice that. Because of the preaching of the cross. God is wiser than man. And the weakness of God is stronger than man. Notice that. I love that. The cross of Jesus Christ. And then, here is Calvary Chapel's philosophy of ministry. Verses 26 to 31. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Who does God call? Hey, nobodies. (laughs) Like us. Nobodies. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Imagine that. How can they come and hear a guy with an accent? I mean, think about that. Who are we? We are nothing. Who does God choose? Anybody that He wants. And if he chooses to save a scholar, praise the Lord. They get saved, they become to the Lord, and then God humbles them and God uses them. But imagine if God chose just those that were scholars or intellectuals, then where would be the power of God? How many of you have come out of drugs and alcohol? And really deep things of the world, and God has turned on the light, and people in the world can't believe it. No way. He got saved, she got, I can't believe it. No way. But it's so cool how the power of God, He'll save you, He'll mold you, He'll shape you, He'll call you, and then He'll use your life. And the years that the kangaroo groom has eaten, He'll give them back to you. And all of a sudden people see you in a different form, in a different appearance, because God transforms you. And He makes you a new person. Where you used to be actually dying, now you're alive. Because of Jesus Christ. The simple things of this world. Verse 28, look at this. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. Hey, how many of you were despised and rejected by the world? And look what God has done in your lives. Look at your lives. You're a miracle of God. Which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not, and bring to nothing the things that are. I love it. 
Look what God has made of your lives. If you didn't have Christ today, hey, where would you be? And why does God do it? Because if we did it ourselves, what would we be doing? We would have bragging sessions. Hey, you know what I did? Huh. This is how I did it. Watch verse 29. That no flesh should ever glory in His presence. It's not your doctorate. It's not your master's. It's not your BA. It's the Lord. It's God. It's God. It's so cool how God does the work. But of Him you are in Christ Jesus. Notice that. Who became for us wisdom from God. And check this out. Righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Look what Jesus Christ became for all of us. Righteousness, by faith in Jesus Christ. Sanctification, He set us apart and redeemed us through His precious blood. To forgive us for every sin that we have ever committed and will ever commit because He loves you so much. And then again, verse 31. That as it is written, Jeremiah 9.23, what? He who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Who are we to glory? On the cross of Jesus Christ. I am what I am because of the cross of Jesus Christ, period. Father, we thank you so much for this great book. Father, we pray that as we continue through chapters 2, 3, 4, 5, all the way, Father, through chapter 16 and then 2 Corinthians, that you would teach us, that you would lead us, that you would guide us, Father, that you would enhance our knowledge and our wisdom of God. And Lord, that you would make us even greater citizens of the kingdom of God, Jesus. How we love you, Father, how we praise you, and how we thank you for your people that we love so much. Father, thank you so much for this congregation. Lord, I pray for Calvary Chapel Golden Springs, Father. I pray, God, for our community and communities. And we pray, Father, for the United States of America and the world, that you would use this little church, Father, to be a light, a great light to the world that is in such need of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray if there's anybody here tonight that is visiting or someone brought them or they came on their own. And there's anybody here tonight, young or old, it doesn't matter who you are, male, female, and I don't care what you've done. If you tonight have a, a calling from God or if the Holy Spirit has touched your heart tonight and you want to get right with God and you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you want to go to heaven, you want every one of your sins to be forgiven and cleansed and washed by the blood of the Lamb, He can do that tonight for you. All you have to do is take a step of faith to believe that Jesus Christ can do this. Whether you've just begun your relationship with the Lord or you've known Him for many years, we encourage you to consider how conflict and discord could be obstructing God's will for your life. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Today's message is part of our ongoing study of 1 Corinthians. You can get this message or any from this series as a podcast by going to iTunes or Spotify. And if you'd like a personal copy of today's message, just call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited version for a gift of $5 or more. When you get in touch with us, ask for Rawls' teaching titled, The Believer's Calling. 
Now, to further challenge you to honor the Lord in your dealings with others, we'd like to offer you Rawls for a lesson audio series titled Walking Righteously. You'll see that humble surrender paves the way for God's greatest blessings and opens doors of opportunity to share His love with those around you. Contact us today to order Rawls for CD series titled Walking Righteously. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you this audio pack for a gift of $19 or more. Once again, that phone number is 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We encourage you to utilize all of our free Somebody Loves You resources as well. Visit our website to subscribe to Rawl's uplifting daily devotional emails. And be sure to join Rawl for Straight Talk on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time. This Q&A program features helpful insights for keeping the Lord at the center of your life. You can also enjoy more of Rawl's teaching via podcast. You'll find all of these programs available on Spotify and iTunes. When you support Somebody Loves You Radio in a financial way, it's like taking someone by the hand and giving them a teaching resource that will have a lasting impact. That happens through programs like these, ministry resources on our website, and through various other ways that Somebody Loves You Radio communicates the gospel message. On behalf of all of us here at the ministry, thank you for your contributions. If you'd like to become a partner in this work, just call 800-634-9165. Join us again next time as we continue this series in 1 Corinthians with encouragement to spend more time in quiet communion with the Lord, allowing Him to speak to you through the Word of God and prayer. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.